We're good. We're good. All right. Welcome to the podcast. I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, I'm welcome, my good friend Gray. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked. How are you doing? Well, Ken, how are you? I'm doing okay, as you know, as much as one can be in the current uh, political environment. <laughs> the age of coronavirus and Donald Trump. Yeah, one reason I haven't really been working on this this little endeavor in the last month is I've just been so fucking busy uh, with Tell COVID at, at the at the hospital. Uh, and and when you know what, but when I do actually come home, I'm usually dead dog tired. Don't have time to really have fun at this point. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, you are a frontline worker, and I'll tell you, Ken, I was at Universal Studios a couple months ago. And out in front of one of the buildings, they had a giant, like, neon billboard that said, like, thank you, healthcare heroes. And I sent you the picture. I'm like, do you feel appreciated, Ken? And you're yeah, like, what was my response? You're like, oh, give me an N95 mask. And I'm like, no, Ken, but they're going to give you a free legendary burger at the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> no, that's how I With the purchase feel. of any other entree. That's how I feel sometimes. Like, every, you know, they 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 say oh we love our healthcare workers we love our medical scientists we love the nurses and, and in gratitude we're not going to do jack shit for you well can you better enjoy this this lip service okay cuz it's ending as soon as this coronavirus thing is over oh no you're you're right about that uh yeah shit the bastards didn't even like give us pizza or anything down in the laboratory they didn't give you pizza no they had they had a day where like er nurses and doctors got free pizza and like laboratory literally got like i think like a diet coke or something like they you know that, that truly doesn't make you feel appreciated ken but if you go to any hard rock cafe you can get a free legendary burger probably with the purchase of something more expensive than a legendary burger. yeah and, and the chance to catch coronavirus <laughs> Yeah, it's really amazing. So when you're eating through your mask, remember to remember to pull your mask back up after every bite. See, that's one thing. Before we get into the meat of this conversation, that's one thing I don't understand: is people you have to wear a mask going into the your your restaurant, then you take the mask yeah. off to eat the food. Right. You're if you're infected, you you're exhaling viron particles out of your mouth when you're eating your food. <laughs> like, well, you see, Ken, it doesn't matter, okay? Because people still want to go out and eat. So we're going to do it. No, which is partially responsible why the United States has over 200,000 people dead as a time recording this and over 7 million infection cases total. I can't wait to contribute in Orlando, Florida. Oh, God, dude. That stuff, this shit will kill you, Gray. <laughs> it'll, it'll pop your lungs. Oh, yeah, I know. It'll pop your I mean, little lungs. Probably... Yeah, it wouldn't be good. So uh, so let's not talk about that and what we're actually talking about. Yeah, so uh... – I mean, you text. I, I read it before you you texted me, which I think caught you off guard because you usually like to break political stories to me before I break them to you. Well, let me ask you a question: Can did you read the the, the short article or the long article? I skimmed through the New York Times long article, the one with the little pieces of like look like Monopoly pieces and stuff for every chapter. Yes, yes, but they all they all have those Monopoly pieces. Well, I, I, I skimmed through the large article, but uh, tell me the meat of what you saw. So, um. I'm just going to go to the uh, to the short page, and basically the bullet points are that Trump paid no federal income taxes in 11 of 18 years that the New York Times examined. Then in 2017, the first who was president, he paid $750 in taxes. Now, mind you, 
That's not $750,000 in taxes. <laughs> that is less than the price of my Disney World annual pass in taxes. Yeah, I literally spent that, that much money on a gaming PC the other day, a gaming laptop, which is really sad. Well, you're making me feel better, Ken, about my Universal Studios tour. <laughs> Why? Is it cheaper than um, $750? No, it's, it's more, but at least it makes it seem... Um, Seem reasonable, kind okay. of, and compared not not really, yeah. but you know it's it's better. So that's one. That's the first bullet um, point. Yes, um, he's reduced his tax bill with quote questionable measures, including a seventy two point nine million dollar tax refund that's currently being audited by the IRS. And that that had been going on for decades, at the, at, hadn't it? Yes, almost a decade at this point. I believe so. Yes, um, his golf courses and other signature businesses, at least on paper, report losing large amounts of money which he then uses to avoid paying taxes in the future, which is totally legal. They call it tax avoidance. Yeah, right. Um, the financial pressure on him is increasing um, because he has like $400 million worth of loans that he personally guaranteed coming due in the next years. Okay. Um, he used tax deductions on what most people would consider to be personal expenses like homes, aircraft, and $70,000 for his hair. For his hair. I believe that was for an appearance on The Apprentice, wasn't it? For all of his appearances on The Apprentice. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, No, Maji, it was $70,000 total, not $70,000 per appearance. Okay, okay. Uh, That's still terrible, but okay. Uh, It still looks that bad. Absolutely (laughs) amazing. (laughs) It's still orange, yeah. Uh, Ivanka at the Trump Organization appears to have received consulting fees that they later wrote off despite being an executive there. Mm-hmm. Um, he also received more money from foreign sources and interest groups than we previously thought, although – this is a very important although. No Russia. Col- don't mishear me. The records do not reveal any previously unreported connections to Russia. Although we wouldn't necessarily know that definitively just by looking at his tax returns. Okay. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the total foreign investment uh, monetary value was, I believe, $70 million or roughly around that area? I, I think that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, in that area. Okay. Continue, please. Um, so and the really big thing for me was that he paid more taxes in Panama than he did – in the United States. And the Philippines. I think the Philippines he paid was... And, and, and India. And India. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think India too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was bad. I knew he was a, a terrible businessman, uh, mainly because, uh, Jesus Christ, how many bankruptcies has he had at this point, Greg? Like six, seven? Yeah, multiple, 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 multiple. Uh, he somehow lost money running a casino, the single most profitable thing in you it, do. In Atlantic City, at one time, the, the casino capital of the world. Uh, so I knew he's a, a, ter- a terrible businessman. There's stories I've heard his dad, Fred Trump, actually would just drop, like, leave chips at his casinos, like $400,000 yes. worth of chips uh, to bail his son out. Uh, terrible businessman. Uh, really, really pathetic. Uh, as far as the, the diplomatic things go, I, I think you might remember the story, but there was a case where Turkey, a Turkey ambassador or embassy actually stayed at one of his properties one night. Yeah, I think I heard about that. And it was like a million dollars total costs. And like a year later, 
all all the Turks had to do was just call up Donald Trump, and he like evacuated all the United States soldiers from northern Syria, and pretty much left the Kurds on their own. Wow, I mean, when you think about, I mean, I I, I first when I first heard if they drained the swamp during the campaign, I, I thought on the fact that DC literally is built on a swamp. Yeah, but then I realized he was not that smart. So it was just like people started chanting, and he apparently didn't even like it. We just saw a report. He just kept it because people, people liked the uh, the slogan. Yeah, and um, he's literally he has drained the swamp, but he's replaced the swamp monsters with his own eel. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, absolutely corrupt. I, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's the emoluments clause, which prevents this type of action. Yeah, which has been completely. Um, Disregarded. It's, it's, it's very important because the emoluments clause doesn't prevent it just prevents you from taking gifts from foreign powers. Oh, uh, not monetary favors such as using Trump oh, hotels. That, that could also be considered a gift, but um, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make like tax avoidance illegal if you're president or something. Yeah, still very very sketchy. Still unethical. Very still unethical. unethical. But not technically illegal. Oh, don't you just love 2020 corporate American law? I love technicalities, Ken. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. So, what I know we talked some about this yesterday when it first came out, but what effects do you think this will have on the election at, at this late in the game? What effects? Okay. I, A, I, I know the New York Times mentioned they have more time. Oh, they do. They do. They say they have more articles coming in the future. Oh, God. This is going to be one hell of an October surprise. Yeah, I, I assume what they're trying to do is they're trying to get him to come out and like deny something and then come out and have proof that he did it. Yeah. Is what I would be doing if I were the editors at the New York Times and I wanted to destroy Donald Trump? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd certainly have an axe to grind against Which, the dude. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure, though. I mean, honestly, he's like the soul they wouldn't have seen the jump in subscribers they did if he was not president. That's true. That's that is true. Maybe politically the the leaders and the editors of the New York Times don't like him, but from a business perspective, I think they'd prefer he remain president. Oh God, that's a terrifying thought. Like suddenly at the last minute they start digging up hatchet jobs on Biden to try to swing it. No, I I don't think they do anything like that. I'd say that somewhere in their heart of hearts, they personally, for their own gains, want Trump to win. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, and I could honestly— Or something crazier to happen if he loses. Yeah, I, you could actually make, probably make a, a case for that with the Democrats. I mean, what, what, uh, with Ginsburg's death, no, they yeah. raised how much money? Act Blue raised, what, $90 million in 48 hours? Something like that, yeah. It's absolutely I astonishing. Mean... Uh, do you think this will hurt his campaign any? Uh, I think if you could somehow get the, I, I don't think it's going to deter his base. Yeah, and I think his base has sold. But I think for the independent and the undecideds who somehow still exist because they always exist, <laughs> like I, I, I think this could tip the balance. Less than one percent of the population you, at this point. You, but they they always get out of the election. That's true. I mean, you 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 might go how they. Hell, can anyone be undecided? But believe me, some people are idiots. Um, they're not idiots because they're going to support Donald Trump. They're idiots because they haven't 
picked a side yet. Yeah, I wonder what you remember in 2016 that guy named Ken Bone, the guy with the sweater and stuff. Ken Bone, Ken, they, yes. like, yes, pretty much the picture, picture like the average American, and that's that's this dude. Uh, I wonder who's who he's gonna pick this time around. Donald. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it was like he was like at the last moment, he was like, I don't really know who I'm gonna vote for, Clinton or uh, Trump. Yeah, that guy was weird. We, we live in the worst timeline. We we do we do, but it, it it just really shows the rot of the system. I mean, I know I hark on that, but fuck, dude. If we honestly, Ken, the Hunger Games can't come fast enough. I hope my district wins. Yeah, well, our district, considering the fact that we live in roughly the same geographic area. Uh, yes. Um, maybe we can get a cool rebellion going. Ooh, and the government can cut out your tongues if you do something seditious. No, just go full Byzantine, like just have you blinded and, and mutilated and tongue slit and just send you off to a monastery. <laughs> yeah, a, but they use them as slaves, Ken, in the, in the book, if you remember. It's been a while since I've read The Hunger Games. Uh, all right, so as of now, we have less than, was it 24 hours? I think 29, 30 hours before the first presidential debate. How? Yeah. All right, so if you're... If you had any advice to give to Joe Biden, what would it be to prepare or anticipate this debate with Donald Trump? What advice would you give him? I, you know, Joe Biden doesn't like to go per. I'll tell you, I would tell Donald Trump. I'll tell you, I would tell Joe Biden. Okay. If I were there, go for it. Joe Biden does not like to get dirty. Get dirty, Mister Vice President. Okay. Nothing is going to be. He will go low. And maybe it's time you go low too. Yeah, my 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 only issue with that, I kind of agree with that on principle. My only issue with that is Joe Biden has a tendency to explode when people confront him. When, when people confront him about his personal stuff, uh, examples when he, yes. they brought up his son in the Ukraine scandal, uh, which actually might be something to that. They uh, he just blew up like it was really pathetic. So if Trump goes after him there, it's it's likely a blow in Biden's face. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if I, if I were Donald Trump, I would say go there, goad him into reacting. Yeah, try to make him. Make you a need to be calm and cool, and you need to try him, to make him look like the crazy person. Boy, he's gonna have his work cut out for him. <laughs> I know he has trouble keeping calm and cool. Yeah. Uh... I don't know, but I, well, I think a, a good prediction is like the second. They're probably not going to do the handshake because of COVID. Uh, they're yeah. going to go up there. The, the elbow bump or something. Maybe at that. But as, as soon as they get like the pledging series over with, and uh, I think it's Chris Wallace for this debate, isn't it? Yes. He's going to say like, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to get his little, you know, 10 second prelude out of the way. And then they're just going to start screaming at each other. It's going to be like two chimpanzees like about to kill each other. <laughs> It's going to be bad. Are you going to be watching it? Oh, boy, am I going to be watching it? Popcorn in hand. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going over to my friend Tammy's house tomorrow. We're going to watch it and see. She's like a 60-year-old boomer. So we're going to – she hates Trump, but we're going to go over and see it and see how it goes out. Um, do you think the debates are – going to be fun, huh? Do you think the debates will really influence anyone at this point? I mean, unless, unless Biden – literally shits himself. Do you really think it's too little too late for the Donald? I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think they could have a real um, 
a, a real, you know, effect on the undecided people. And they, they do always decide the election if they tune in. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think people will tune into this debate because I think people are expecting a shit show. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And there's like a sadistic part of us that wants to watch it happen. Like, there's a sadistic part of us that wants Donald Trump to become president again. So we can just see what happens. Some, I mean, it's like watching a television show. Some people just want to watch or a train wreck yeah. in slow motion. I think that's the word I, I I gave you. Like, yeah, dude, this is like watching a train wreck in slow motion. But I can't, I can't, you know, stop looking away. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty fucking bad. What are some? Uh, I know we've been discussing this for the last probably month at this point. What are some worst case scenarios for this election in your it, that we've discussed? Worst case scenario. Specifically one that actually absolutely terrifies me and you. Okay, so imagine the red mirage. Okay. If you don't know what that is, basically the idea is that more Democrats vote in mail with mail in ballots. That reminds me I need to go and update my address at the county courthouse. Um beside the point. Um more Democrats vote by a mail in ballot than Republicans. So it's going to look like – maybe – like Donald Trump has an overwhelming victory on election night. Mm-hmm. And we are used as a country to knowing the result at midnight or 3 a.m. or whatever. Yep. You, you can wake up the morning after the election and go, so-and-so is going to be president. Mm-hmm. And this time, it likely won't pan out that way. What will happen is it will look like an overwhelming Trump victory, and then as mail-in ballots are counted… Slowly turns he, blue. Exactly. It will slowly turn to Biden, and Donald Trump will hopefully – hopefully not, but probably – claim the election is rigged, and that there's been some form of tomfoolery going on, and we just have to hope and pray then yep. that… Um, we don't go into like full meltdown mode. Now, in an article from The Atlantic, it's indicated that Donald Trump is trying to convince state legislatures to appoint electors that aren't faithful to the vote in their state. Oh, because this is a, a fun fact most people don't know, or a lot of people don't know, I should say most people. Yeah. Your vote for your vote when you go vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. You're not actually voting for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. You're voting for electors to be sent to D.C. to then vote on the president. But in most states, the state legislature or the governor can actually override the results that the, um, that the voters give and appoint whoever they want as electors to vote however they want. And this could become a sticky issue this time around. Because Trump's campaign is trying to convince state legislatures and governors to say, screw the what the people want, um, and just appoint people who are loyal to me to be electors, and I can become president even if I didn't win the election. Yeah, so I feel like there's two scenarios, but they, they could potentially be mutually compatible. Uh, yeah, that, the, it, the first one, it would be terrible. Uh, the second one would be outright disastrous. No, I mean, like, I've heard theories that um, 
that you could have like state send rival groups of electors to the Capitol. And I mean, it could be a procedural nightmare. Like there was a scenario in the article of the Atlantic where Nancy Pelosi becomes president. Yeah, that's actually the uh, Presidential Succession Act of 1947. It would outline her being until they finally decide who's president, she would be the president. Uh, which kind of reinforces that America is a gerontocracy at this point. But well, you know, I that's been like a, a conspiracy theory I've heard about people on the right that like Nancy Pelosi somehow wants to become president, and like that can't happen because that would validate that conspiracy theory. Yeah, I feel. Oh God, it's it's just such it's a mess, man. This virus. I mean, it would have been bad. Also, anyway. if that were to happen, if that were to happen, you think she'd move into the White House? Nah, she'd probably just stay at her, at her, her house in D.C. probably. Uh, I, I mean, plus, again, this kind of goes back to what I've been saying, is in republics and, rec- and representative forms of government, you need institutions that people believe in for the system yeah. to work. If you don't have any belief or trust in institutions or the public doesn't have those trust in institutions, you're, you're up for grabs. You're fucked. Yeah, I mean, this is literally Excuse how my language are fucked. No, no, we can curse on this. It's ex- explicit. You're fucked. Again, this happened to Rome. As soon as someone broke the rules and it, it blew out all the traditions and institutions, that's how you get the emperors. This happened. It happened in uh, classical Athens. Uh, shit, it happens all the time in third world nations that don't have a very strong infrastructure or institution set up like the United States does. But those institutions have been weakening for the last few decades. But this year could really, really be the death nail to it. Especially if those scenarios yeah. that you you said are, you know, come to come to pass. You know, Ken. I mean, I am genuinely afraid. Yeah, I am too, and I get this feeling. I, I was telling a buddy of mine; he kind of agreed. He, he feels similarly. Like right now, was it September twenty eighth, twenty ninth? This is a calm before the storm. <laughs> uh, right. I get that feeling. I I think you do as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I... I really it, just can't. Yeah. Can't. I mean, I'm genuinely... That's part of the reason why I'm trying to get you down to Florida, because I love theme parks. And, like, this could be the end. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, because, again, no matter who wins, whether it be Joseph Biden or Donald J. Trump, Half the nation is going to think they're illegitimate, just straight off the bat. Yeah. Like, best case scenario, whoever wins this election is just a lame duck president from day one and doesn't get anything accomplished. Worst case scenario, we don't want to go there. <laughs> like, the fabric of the country begins to, but, like, becomes totally unraveled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really... Know of any ways around? I mean, the best case scenario, best, best, best case scenario would be either one of these two men just wins in the landslide. It's not disputable at all. But that 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 is absolutely the best case scenario. Yeah, like it's just a it's a nineteen eighty four style blowout. Just not even close. Uh, and that's not likely to happen, correct? No, I mean, let me what's five thirty eight today? Yeah, let, let, you know, five thirty eight. They they. They've been pretty good. Um, have you seen that there's a New York Times opinion article with the guy who's like, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. 
cool. With the guy who's like pre- correctly predicted every presidential um election in um in the time he's been polling. Is that the guy with the thirteen keys or fourteen keys of the? the that is the guy with thirteen keys. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, that is a very good book. If anyone's listening to this, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, and I think he kind of says it's going to be a Biden win, but it's going to he's going to go in pretty bloodied, right? Yes. The upshot, which is the New York Times like polling um, center, says that today, September twenty eighth, um, that there is a um, there is a significant lead. Uh, for Biden. Uh, nationally? Nationally, yes. Nationally. And 538, let me pull it up. 538. They're my favorite. Along with the upshot. <laughs> also, the, also, the, also, the update is owned by Disney. Are you shitting? So, How the fuck does Disney... It's owned by ABC. Wow, man. Disney's getting its tentacles everywhere. Yeah, they own ABC, and ABC owns 538. Well, the reason it was it was it used to be a sports thing. So it was ESPN, which is which is owned by Disney, but now but then they reorganized or at least rebranded it to be under ABC when they became really popular for the election last time. Mm. Um, so they give Biden a set um, a seventy seven out of a hundred chance of winning. They they do this by simulating the election forty thousand times to see who wins most often. Okay. Trump wins 22 out of 100 times. Biden wins 77 out of 100 times. Yeah. Likely it's going to come down to a few swing states. Uh, how is – I mean I'm literally staying in the middle of a field right now. Uh, how is Biden – Like Ivan Abunzada. Oh, fuck that dumb bitch. <laughs> no, I can't see anything negative about it because we are supposed to be doing this podcast. But – Yeah, uh – how is Biden looking in like the swing states, the Rust Belt, Florida, uh, even Texas at this point? Uh, let's see. To uh, Michigan, according to the New York Times, is plus seven for Biden. Oh God, that's I thought that's a lot higher than I thought it was. Damn. Um, If the polls are as wrong as they were in twenty seven in twenty sixteen, he's only up by two. Oh, that's scary. If the polls were as wrong as they were in twenty twelve, he's up by eleven though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely needs to win the Rust Belt, hands down. Um. Okay. What about Florida? How's that looking right now? Let's see. Um, it's within one point for Biden. Oh God! <laughs> um, if if they're if it's as wrong as it was in 2016, he's, Trump is up by three. If it's as wrong as it was in 2012, Biden's up by two. Dude, my worst case scenario for that would be the uh, 2000 election all over again. <laughs> Hanging chads. Hanging chads. Uh, it's gonna come down to America's dick. That's what this election is gonna come down to. Uh, what about Pennsylvania? Also, where Disney World is. Um, let's see, Pennsylvania. Plus five for Biden. What was it last if time the around? Polls were as, 
that if if it's as wrong as it was in 2016, Trump is up by less than a point. Okay, so definitely still in play then. Okay, uh, so you, I think you kind of agree. Like I, what I think is it's going to be a tepid Biden victory, maybe 20, 30 electoral votes, probably in that range. Maybe that's that's probably. Yeah, yeah, it's which kind of pisses me off because I see people on Twitter it's like, oh, it's going to be a Biden Harris landslide. I'm like, no, no, don't even kid yourselves, dude. Um, you know, Ken, Biden is favored to win Mississippi 13 out of 100 times. <laughs> if Biden somehow wins Mississippi, dude, I will literally get this guy's face tattooed on my ass cheek. Oh, you can be like Roger Stone. Oh, Roger Stone did that? He has Richard Nixon's face tattooed. I did not know that. What What's the story behind that? He worked for Nixon. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of gay. <laughs> no, I, I I mean look, he loved Nixon. He I think he like helped him somehow with Watergate, it, and like didn't get in trouble. Uh, yeah, it didn't help Nixon out any because shit, which is really sad because like if you look back at it, Watergate really wasn't that controversial. Like he he broke in and spied on his his opponent who was George McGovern. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't really seem big potatoes in, in today's climate would you agree not now but back then which is really really sad too because he beat and don't get me wrong I, mcgovern would have been a, a decent president but he beat him it was terrible it was a blowout i don't even think mcgovern won like more than two states the election of 72 i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it was yeah. it was a, a, a bloodbath uh Let's look at Donald Trump's approval rating. It always hovers between like 40 and 45%, which is really... Okay, let's look at the actual important approval rating, which is the polls of likely and registered voters. All right. What do you imagine his approval rating is? Uh, between, okay, uh, between 40 and 45%. I need a hard number. Okay, uh, 45%. I'm just going to go on the high end. Holy shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hire me. Uh, Political consultants, hire me. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Now, um, if we're looking at all polls for everyone, Mm -hmm. 43.1% approve. Yeah, it normally hovers between 40 and 45%, which I guess gives credence to the the term uh, Teflon Don. Like, nothing sticks to this motherfucker. Now, you might wonder. How does it um, compare to Barack Obama? Yeah, how does it compare? What was Obama and his... his... Barack Obama had a 49.3% approval rating. So roughly five to seven points higher on a given. Okay. But George Bush had a 49.7% approval rating. Look up George Bush's approval rating for his last year of his presidency. It's like in the 20s at that point. Um, pretty sure it's like 27 or 29. Um, yes. Let's see. Um, you can see, uh, Bush got the big bump after 9-11. Yep, he did. We're like 82% of the, 86% of the country loved him. Yeah, the rally around the flag effect. And it took him years to... 
go back down to where he was. And what what was his final approval poll, Gray? His final approval poll, his last year in office. <laughs> when I give you other was his first term. Eight years on, he he had a twenty seven point. Oh, oh God. I remember that. I remember it was so bad because I wasn't very politically active because I was fairly young at the time. I think I was ten in two thousand seven. Uh, but I remember in 2007, eight, he just, he would just disappeared. Like there'd be, uh, you would never see this guy on like TV. Whereas before I, I was so used to seeing his face in 2005, four and six. Uh, so I knew it was bad. Damn dude. Donald Trump has a lower approval rating right now than Richard Nixon did. Yeah, but he still has 40, roughly 40 to 45% of the nation behind him. Yes. Which uh, so it Nixon. Nixon at this point had like a sixty or fifty-eight, sixty percent approval rating. Yeah, yeah. It uh, which again, it, great. What the fuck does this guy have to do for people not to vote for him? Um, personally, kill their children. I mean, he's in front kind of, of he's already kind of wiped out the silent gen and the, and the GI gen. Their grandparents and great grandparents with COVID. <laughs> Well, if you can, you care more about your kids. Yeah, you don't give a shit about granddad. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it really is infuriating just being in the medical field to see how other countries have handled this so much better than we have in the United States. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's really, really sad. I, I, got, I got a startling statistic for you. Despite making up only 4% of the world's population, United States contains over 40% of all the cases of COVID. Yeah, I've heard that statistic. It is just, oh, like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard just convincing people. It's like, oh, it's not his fault. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. The buck stops at him. If it was a Democrat, I would be just as pissed off, if not even more so. Uh, how about Congress, though? Yeah, I feel like uh, that's... That's a phrase that Donald Trump doesn't like. The buck stops here. No, yeah, this guy is is habitually lazy. Uh, I know I'm getting in trouble with friends, but I don't give a fuck. The guy is habitually lazy. He, he can take no personal responsibility for his actions. He's a spoiled narcissist, uh, and it's really it's, he's just a terrible fucking leader. He, he's lazy, as I said before. He's on the golf course while there's a fucking pandemic going on. Uh, there have been leaders, world leaders, removed. That have been less incompetent than him, and that's that's me trying to down. Yes, Kim. that's me trying to be nice and not get in trouble. Uh, like Louis the Sixteenth, not a very good uh, king, very very indecisive. Probably not a bad guy. Very good work ethic for to his credit. Charles the First of England, again, very inflexible, but at least a decent king. Uh, Tsar Nicholas the Second, not a, yeah, I mean he's pretty incompetent, but again, not lazy, not. You know, a dumbass. So, well, it, you know, Ken. I mean, it's gonna be fine. I'm sure. You say that, and you you know you're lying. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know, I'm lying. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to look on the bright side. Okay. I know, I know. Good old Debbie Downer, Ken. Uh, and, and the bright side, Ken, is this. Okay. With mass protests at the streets, no one will be able to stop you if you want to go raid a jewelry store. <laughs> oh, well, you know, every kid. Or rob a bank. Shit, the, 
Preferably with another country's money in it. Yeah, that's what I think. Say you're gonna rob a bank and it's gonna have like the value of like a nickel. <laughs> it's gonna be like Zimbabwe, <laughs> like a hundred thousand U.S. dollars buys you like a brick of bread. Oh, this kid. Exactly, this can buy a loaf of bread. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, how the can the good is can if the economy goes under, if the, if the dollar goes under, every other country is also fucked. I don't know. I wonder how the Chinese will weather that. They're not fucked, but everybody else is fucked. <laughs> See, the, I know, right? The only people, you know, it's 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 the empire that we hate the most is actually poses a threat. They're not going to be screwed over. It's just going to be all our allies. All oh, yeah, the people that would come to our aid. Unfortunately, they won't have money to come to our aid. Yeah, no, no shit. Uh, I can't wait for the first Chinese aid aid packages to reach our shores. They've kind of already done that during the COVID crisis. They uh, they sent N95 masks to Italy when that the first wave was hitting in March. Uh, which again, fuck China for screwing that all up and go eat a dick. Uh, circling back though, how are the congressional races look? What are the chances the Dems take back the Senate? I've been so preoccupied with the presidential race, I couldn't tell you. How do you think that scenario would work if the Dems managed to get both houses, or both, uh, yeah, both houses, but lose the presidency? Both houses and lose the presidency. You know, I think that would be good. Really, it would be because nothing would get done. I think say maybe that would maybe that would be a good scenario. It's like Trump somehow wins the presidency, but it's just a lame duck throughout the the next four years. Yeah, I mean, no, that would be because he was still screwing up our international relations. Yeah, I know someone that, that focuses on foreign policy. You must be tearing your hair out every time he goes abroad. Yeah, yeah like I like I read a news article and I want to die. <laughs> what 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 foreign policy uh, initiative has he done that's just made you just sit there and slam your head against your keyboard? Not so much any particular initiative, initiative in and of itself, but the way he just disregards like tact and decorum, and he attacks our allies. Like I mean, he was all nice with Justin Trudeau at a NATO meeting, and then got on the plane and was like tweeting about him. If you remember that, that was early, early. So much has happened since then. I doubt I remember it. Um, and he, he he kicked Theresa May's cat. No, not really. Yeah, he, he like ate her cat or something. Uh, um, Larry. That's the cat's name was Larry? Well, you know, it's, it's not her cat. It's, it's the, the prime minister. They have, a, they have a chief mouser, which is a cat. Uh, it's been in office since the 1600s. Yeah, it's uh, – I did not know that. That is really – and his current name is Larry. Larry. I would have thought it would have been like Lord Harford the Second Esquire, Fifth Duke of Bumberton or something. His name is he's Larry the Cat. He's he's been the chief mouse since two thousand eleven. Man, um mm. he he has an occupation listed on his um on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, it. Uh, um, the office has been a thing since fifteen fifteen. Fifteen fucking fifteen. Jesus Christ, uh, Chief fucking Mouser. That's that's crazy. Yeah, 
don't you wish we had a chief bouncer? They have all these adore. They have a picture of when Theresa May met with Donald Trump, and they're all out on like the in front of you in the iconic number ten door. Yeah, Downing Street. Yeah, and Larry and the cat is sitting in the window seal. <laughs> that is kind of adorable. Like watch this. They said, well, apparently he got up under the president's limo. And they couldn't leave. Oh, I bet Trump was like, it's just a stupid cat. Wait. Just squash it. We'll give him another one. They had, they had to wait until the cat moved. Oh, man. And he was, you know, he was under the car, so they couldn't get it out. Oh, fuck. Damn. That's that's creepy. It's scary. Like, he got, like, you know, up under the, um, you know, they have all those, in, those instruments and whatnot under the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn. So, I know, yeah, I mean, this, this, I think we've kind of exhausted all our ammunition because we're talking about the Chief Mouser. Uh, but did you, did you know, Ken, the Chief Mouser was criticized for his job performance? Yeah, I imagine there's not too many my, uh, mice and rodents in uh, number 10. An anonymous source described Larry as having a distinct lack of killer instinct. Yeah, but is it an, is it an inherited position? No. Also, oh, it's a merit-based position then. At one point in 2011, mice were so sick at Downing Street that the prime minister resorted to throwing a fork at one during the cabinet. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this is this is kind of screwed up on my part. But I always enjoy seeing like powerful persons, whether it be politicians, religious leaders, put in like normal situations. Um. Yes, I guess the the best one would be pres- former President H. W. Bush when he met with the Japanese Prime Minister in the nineties, who threw up on his lap. Larry yeah. <laughs> was almost fired from his position in twenty twelve when he failed to react to a mouse spotted in David Cameron's study. Oh my! His God. lack of killer instinct has earned the nickname Lazy Larry. Yeah, it. Uh... Wouldn't it be something like that? The Boris Johnson gets like fucking bubonic plague because of my, so many fucking rats in his apartment. Well, you know, Ken, um, Larry. The the best thing about Larry is is that he scratched a reporter once. Oh shit! He's gonna give him a Bartonella Hensley cat scratch fever. Yeah, Trump's trying to uh, get a cat exchange program going. Maybe he wants to stick it on Jim Acosta. Is that true? No. I, again, you don't know at this point. It's right. It's, that sounds believable, right? Like, why not? Yeah, and, I, and I'm not taking it up for the American media. The American news media is terrible, objectively bad compared to its peers in other first world nations. Uh, but it, it is really troubling when Trump's, you know, threatens or wants reporters to be beaten up as rallies and stuff. That's rather scary. Yeah, he had a page on the Downing Street website and it says, um, Larry spends his days greeting guests to the house, inspecting security defenses, and testing antique furniture for napping quality. His day-to-day responsibilities also include contemplative situations to the mouse occupancy of the house. Larry says this is still in the technical planning stage. Mm. See, don't you wish you could just be a cat up in number 10 instead of being like a human being in the United States right now? Just like a fly on the wall. (laughs) Oh, man. That's uh meow. I'm sharing information with the Russians. Meow. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, your holiday spirit. No nowhere. Ever since I've been an atheist, the holidays have been pretty dreary to me. <laughs> True story. 
just another day. I, I thought I said that in my head. Oh. Yeah, birthdays also have no meaning to me ever since I got past 21. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Birthdays of It is what it is. It's kind of, um, you know. Yeah. I don't drive, so the rental car thing has no effect on me. Yeah, pretty much at this point in our 20s. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate having you on, Gray. Uh, as always, it's been nice. It's it's amazing to have someone that actually studies this shit for a living to come on this this little shitty podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. I know I'm happy to come on. Yeah, uh, would you be okay? Probably a week from now, come on and or talk about the the first debate. Sure. Yeah, we just as a, as an analyst, you can kind of break down what happened, yeah. what you liked, what you didn't like, what you thought was sure. bad shit insane. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. I appreciate it, man. Well, you stay safe. Uh, I got Me too. I got nothing else to offer. Alrighty. Bye-bye, Ken.